Hey there, Flophouse fans or casual listeners. You'll be a fan by the end of this episode, maybe. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. My name's love, Ellie Kalen. <laughs> Thank you. My name's Ellie Kalen, and this is another Flophouse Mini. I'm joined today by my regular co-host slash sidekicks. Name yourselves, guys. Dan McCoy. Stuart Wellington. Those are my boys. Anyway, uh-huh. this is uh-huh. a Flophouse Mini. Normally on this show, we watch a bad movie and we talk about it. I say normally even though it's literally half the time. Half the time. There's, there's as much claim to the minis being the normal episode. You are running into the uh-huh. same problem I do every time I try and introduce a mini. How to explain a concept that should be, by all accounts, very simple. <laughs> yes. I don't have a tough time doing it, guys. I don't know why you guys struggle so much. I don't know, because <laughs> we're weirdo literalists who like think of problems with every version of an explanation we get. Yeah, halfway into saying the sentence. Well, I, I think I have two. I have two. I think I have two answers. One is that Dan and I tend to fall on kind of formulaic announcer television type ways of introducing things. Mm-hmm. And you don't, Stu. You're an American original. And two, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. have what John. You're Keats, more of an Ira Glass. Yes, exactly. You have John Keats. Yeah, very fragile. Uh, what if Ira Glass was the enemy of six of, of Unbreakable all this time? Of, of Six Sense. I was about to say Six Sense. It was not part of the Unbreakable universe, or or is he? I mean, he's the exact opposite of Bruce Willis's character in Unbreakable, yeah. in that he's very breakable. He's already broken uh-huh. when the movie starts. Anyway, the second thing is Spoiler that Stuart alert. Stuart possesses what John Keats. Yeah, for that thirty-year-old movie. Uh, no, sorry, 23-year-old movie. Uh, Stuart possesses what John Keats terms negative capability, mm. which is kind of the ability to live in ambiguity uh, and between comprehensive, comprehensive uh-huh. meanings, you know, and a kind of yeah. abstraction. Anyway, we're I'm here to talk like the, about— I'm like the Molly Bloom of this podcast is what you're trying to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, and only in that you say yes a lot. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I do and that. All, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> Classic Stuart. That's yeah. me, to a T. What? <laughs> Dead to rights. So, yeah, you can't spell Stuart without two T's. Guys, uh, how did this show get popular? Can you uh, Define popular, Dan. Define popular. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> enough. Enough. Popular enough. Yeah. That has yeah. papered over a few holes in my career lately. That's what I tell my parents. Yeah. yeah. When they when they ask me what I'm doing with my life these days, and I say, look at these grandkids. Aren't they cute? And then I run away. Speaking of my grandparents, my fa- not my grandparents. Speaking of my parents' grandkids, okay. Today, when we're recording this episode, not when it's released, but when we're recording this episode today on October 11th, it is my nephew Charlie's birthday. Hey, Charlie, Woo! happy birthday, Charlie! Charlie! Charlie is turning seven. I want to say. Anyway, I always forget that he's not the same exact age as my oldest son, who is almost nine. Because they get along so well. Anyway, Charlie is a great kid. He lives in England uh, with my sister, who is his mother. And today's his birthday, and I and I wanted to, one. He's I just want to celebrate what a wonderful child he is. He's super smart. He's super funny. He's very sweet. He has a hilarious and adorable English accent. It's very funny to me because my kids, hey, they talk like this. Forget about it. Oh, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, that's where we live. Oh, but he's all like. I'm Mommy. walking here, even though this is not a pedestrian city. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. This is very much a driving city. I should be driving here, but I'm walking. You know, mm-hmm. they say that, yeah. And then they, and then Christopher Walken goes, I'm walking here. And they go, no, no, you don't understand. It sounds similar, but it's not the same word. Anyway. Uh, that's no, how they me. came up with their classic vaudeville bit. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? That's how, do you think yeah, how Sammy and Christopher Walken came up with their famous? Do you think, do you think Christopher Walken ever hears that song <laughs> "Walking in L.A." and he's like, "Hey, that's me. Maybe. I'm walking." <laughs> 
in I think he's L.A. I think he hears yeah. the song "Walking on Sunshine" and he's like, "Someday I will be walking oh, on man. sunshine, Grandma." He's that's the day he'll be reunited with his grandma. Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, Charlie Brown, on the other hand, he's English, so he sounds like this: "I'm walking here, Mummy," and so. Mm-hmm. Because it is very much a pedestrian, a pedestrian city, London, where they live. So anyway, it's Charlie's birthday. So I just thought I would celebrate that with a special mini where I'm going to take you through my list of the top 11 movie Charlies. That's right. <laughs> okay. The top Charlies in movies, the top 11. And I want to get your opinions on whether you agree or not. Mm. So, okay, I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to show you my uh, my. Okay. Charlie, uh, my Charlies. So you'll notice da- it says wow. right there, top movie Charlies. Ta- yeah, right, <laughs> Elliot yeah. put a PowerPoint together for this, which, I mean, <laughs> I retroactively feel guilty about the amount of work I put into the last mini. So let's uh, let's just move no, along. No, no, I mean, it's not the best PowerPoint because I know only you sure. guys are watching it. The audience yeah, yeah. can't see it. This is an audio medium. So don't worry, audience. It's not the most uh, bells and whistles PowerPoint. If you've ever seen a live show, I put a lot more work and a lot more visual flair yeah. and joke flair into those PowerPoints. But anyway, top movie Charlies. Let's start. Guys, you ready to, to go on this uh, this Charl venture through <laughs> the through the world of Charlies? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm ready for a Charl yeah. venture. And I'm looking <laughs> – and guys, feel free to disagree – Agree heartily, however you feel about it. I'm going to open the debate. That's what this is really about. Is uh-huh, I'm not yeah. some I'm not some movie god handing down the ten Charles Mandments on high. For one, it's eleven Charles. Yeah. So the eleven Charles Mandments on high. I'm starting to open the debate. I'm just like when Marty Scorsese was like, Marvel movies aren't cinema. Boom, drop the grenade, discuss it, everybody, and then walked out of the room. I'm kind of yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of like Joseph P. Buzzfeed, the inventor of the Buzzfeed quiz. <laughs> yeah, you want you want <laughs> exactly. someone to. Be so uh, hurt by your <laughs> offhanded <laughs> comment about films that aren't for you that later on they'll write a clickbait piece that will yep. set the internet aflame. The, the point of a listicle is not to actually make a definitive list, but to get people talking about the elements mm-hmm. of the list. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. my Joseph P. Well, BuzzFeed impression. I am ready. <laughs> Joseph Fonciful Buzzfeed was ahead of his yeah. time. That's true. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to Charles my own Charles venture. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you know, Stu, I'm sure you know this being someone who speaks German, that his his yeah. the family's original name was Burstfurz, but they changed <laughs> oh. it during the war. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so top 11 movie Charlies. Let's start with number 11. Let's start at the bottom and move up to the top because yeah. to do otherwise would be anticlimactic. Why would uh, you do it that way? Yeah, Idiosyncratic okay. number choice, but okay. <laughs> wow. Number 11, Charles oh, Xavier. That's wow. right. At number 11, this isn't the lowest you could get. There Pick are Charlies that I left off the list. Charles Xavier at number 11. Why is he on the list? Well, let me tell you. He's the founder of the X-Men. We all know that. Uh-huh. He labeled it with his own first initial, although they'll tell you officially at Marvel that's because they have an extra X-Factor that gives them powers, but we all know it's named after him. Why is he at number 11? Well, to be honest, he's not a very good teacher. The number of students he has that die in battle is fairly horrendous. I, I'd say it stacks up against any other teacher. He's essentially taking young mutants and training them to be a sort of power, paramilitary terrorist vigilante group. Yeah. I'm not okay with that. Now, Charles, sorry, but you burnt. Is that a <laughs> teaching issue, the fact that his students keep getting hurt, or is that just sort of a side effect of them being— Persecuted they're usually they usually die in fights with other mutants, Dan. It's not like they are they're not he's he says, I'm gonna teach you how to protect yourself and defend yourself, but then he puts a costume on them, sends Mm. them into battle against Magneto or you know 
and often, or whatever. And often those, uh, those costumes feature an X somewhere on them, usually placed over a vital part of the body, exactly. which looks a lot like a target. Exactly. That's very, true. That's a, true. Very good point. He's both – he's as bad a costume designer as – or tactical gear designer as he is a teacher. If he was a better teacher, his students might be, I don't know, going to college instead I, of putting, putting on leather and getting into fights. <laughs> now, I had assumed that he was so low on the list that – because he was primarily known as Charles and not Charlie. But I assume that this means, if that's not one of the reasons, then that Charles and Charlie's will appear uh, randomly throughout the rest of the list. That you're not. Uh, Dan, you're going to like number nine. If okay. you're interested in a variety of ways that the name Charles can be represented, <laughs> I, but not, but not number not 10. Because <laughs> number 10, we're going to Charlie Kaufman, an okay. adaptation. That's right. Mm-hmm. Number Why is he on the list? Well, he's the only Charlie I could find played by Nicolas Cage. So he had to be here somewhere. Sure. But why is he not number 10? Well, uh, he he's a portrayal of screenwriters as kind of like anxious, nervous, shy, non-confident, uh, messed up, kind of uh, weaselly, kind of uh, um, um, just emotionally uh, – uh, not destructive exactly, mm-hmm. but emotionally messy people. And I relate to that too much. So it made me feel bad. <laughs> yeah, painfully so that's why he's accurate. at number 10. <laughs> sure. Yeah, painfully accurate. Uh, he And also, he just could not seal the deal with waitress Judy Greer in adaptation. And, you know, she seems so friendly. Just say hi, Charlie. That's all you got to do. I'm so not being make a, a creep, friend, dude. You know, stop being She's a creep. Just do her job. Be friendly. Or, or otherwise, just go away. Just leave just her leave a nice her tip, and just and just don't yeah. talk to her at all. Don't fantasize about her. You, you know, know this uh, this adaptation poster with uh, yep. Nicolas Cage's head as the flower pot that is broken because with the orchid in it. Because of course, as we all know, adaptation based very closely on <laughs> the Orchid Thief uh, yeah. by Susan Orlean. Uh, I was just. It's, it's the co-stars Meryl Streep as Susan Orlean. Yeah, I, it, it has a spiritual kinship with the Dan in real life poster, which is you know something mm-hmm. that I feel very yeah. close to. Depressed where, head on its side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, that is on uh, lying on pancakes. That is the, that is the. There's no pancakes. The comical. No. The whimsy in that poster as opposed to being a <laughs> potted plant. <laughs> now, Dan, here's my question about that. And you must get this a lot because people mm-hmm. think you're the Dan in real life that the movie yeah. was based on. Well, I am How a you... Dan in real life. I'm not the Dan in real <laughs> oh, life. Okay. That, I'm sure you have to tell people that a lot when yeah. they stop you outside the Applebee's in Times Square and ask <laughs> if you're the Dan in real life. Yeah. But, Dan, uh, and Dan's like, cl- yep, pictures are five bucks. Get out your pancakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Provide your own pancakes, BYOP. <laughs> and I, I don't get to carry eat pancakes, the pancakes afterwards. That's <laughs> non negotiable. So Dan, is, Dan is so desperate for people to know, uh, for, for attention, pancakes. that he walks around. He's like Bob Crane in autofocus, putting his own show on the TV in the bar. That Dan brings his own plate of pancakes to a bar and lays mm. his head on it so that someone will recognize him and go, Wait, are you? Are you Dan in real life? And, I, oh, wow. and, and then I have to go, no, but I am a Dan in real life, as <laughs> stated before, legally. Yeah. I, I can't so, in. But the question I imagine they ask you is, how did you wash all that butter and syrup out of the side <laughs> of your face and your sideburns? <laughs> I imagine you just get, you know, like a, a hungry dog to look it up. I mean, I assume <laughs> for the posters. I'm, ass, I'm assuming for the poster, they just took a picture of Steve Carell and then Drew and fucking painted that shit on there, right? Painted some syrup on him. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's because he's the syrup guy. He's the he's the guy Hollywood calls when you need syrup. Would it would it be it'd be interesting if it turned out all of Drew Struzan's kind of hazy, kind of glossy uh, or or not glossy, but you know what I mean, the kind of yep. gauzy images. It's because he's always imagining the characters with maple syrup all over them. <laughs> That's how, they, how it gets the shine, yeah. So, Drew, what's your secret? Here's my here's my secret. Don't let it out. I imagine what the stars of the movie would look like. They had maple syrup on their faces. <laughs> really? Yeah, 
That's it. And then <laughs> and then the muse speaks to me and my hand does its work. <laughs> anyway, so that's number 10, Charlie Kaufman. I'm glad we could talk about Dan yeah. and the pancakes because that was very that was very relevant. Uh, yeah. number nine, you're, wow. Dan, you're Dan, you're wondering about other iterations of the name Charles. Be Charlie. It's Chucky, that's Yay, right. Number nine. Uh, it. It's, yeah. it's Chucky. Why on the list? He's got mm-hmm. one, he's iconic, but also humble. Look, he's he's an icon to this day, but you know what? He doesn't brag about it. He just, he goes in every day, he does the work, he get, occasionally gets married, he occasionally has a seed, but he's always there for him. You know, you can rely on Chucky. Guys, yeah. why is he only at number nine? Well, he's a murderous doll, so that's part of it. And yeah. also, he was one of the first things that I really remember being scared of when I was a kid. In the Videotown video store, in Milburn, New Jersey, where I grew up, there was a at one point a huge cardboard standee of Chucky to advertise Child's Play, and I thought it was very scary and did not want to go in that part of the video store. So, sorry, Chucky, you got to be at number nine. You, you did your job too well. That's what I would say. Dan, what are your feelings about the Chuckster? Uh, well, you know, he is he is and he is a, a good guy. You know, he is. Uh, he's <laughs> I mean, pretend- how how is he? How well, is he a good well, guy? He's pretending well, to be literally. a good guy. Doll, yeah. When it says but, good guy on his front. Yeah, yeah, but uh not I mean, you know, I mean he seems to he seems to love his 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 wife, even though he also wants to kill her later on. So that's well that's kind of like against. a Gomez and Morticia thing. Gomez and Morticia yeah. always want to kill each other, and you know they love each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's made very clear. Now yeah. I wonder so Chucky was originally voiced by Brad Dorif. Was it challenging for him to voice a character with tiny eyebrows? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> As a man with enormous eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, I think he had to spend a lot of time talking to people with yeah. smaller eyebrows. He did ride to get to along with, you know, hey. <laughs> ride he could have He did trim alongs. He could have come see see me. Uh, that was, you know, you missed that part of the pre-show talk, Stuart, but I was talking about how I was complaining about how my eyebrows have thinned. So, Brad, if you need to if you need to <laughs> brush up on how to play yeah, Chucky. Yeah, that did that, did that come, come to light because out. you're did that come to light because you're planning a Halloween costume to go as Peter Gallagher? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "No. No. No." <laughs> I, this is going to be my secret. I think. I think Dan is. Uh, Dan. It's made. It's one of the most first world problems I think I've ever heard. It's right up there. That he's, that he's like. Uh-huh. Well, I guess my eyebrows aren't as bushy as they once were. Are you? Are you? Are you worried George Whipple is going to steal your girl? <laughs> I mean, they're just. You know, it looks a little unusual. I've. I've. I, you know, I, the the amount. I. You know, look. I know he's got a lot of other things going for him. He's Peter Gallagher. You know, the man has. Oh, I thought you were talking about Chucky. Effortless yeah. charm, but uh, he can you, sing too. You know, women look at those, or gay men, or whoever likes Peter Gallagher looks at those everybody luxurious everybody. eyebrows. They just want to run their fingers through those those <laughs> monster know. caterpillars above his eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I imagine it must be hard for both him and his brother Gallagher, who has that big mustache that that everybody wants a piece of. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's Chucky. We really, we we really made a good point about Chucky <laughs> there. Sorry. Well, no, I you, you've got two versions. No, of we're him moving here. on. Okay, we're moving on. Okay. We don't have time to talk about two versions. Don't 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 pretend you're interested. <laughs> Number eight, we got to right. go to. That's right, Charlie Croker, Michael Caine oh. in the Italian Job. Okay, why yeah. is he on the list? He's Michael Caine. Well, unless he's been canceled mm-hmm. by the time this episode is released, he's he's great and he's beloved by all. I don't know yet. Uh, why is he only at number eight? Well. He's not that good at being a robber, it turns mm-hmm. out, uh, if you've seen The Italian Job. 
Uh, and the movie ends with him in a truck or a bus that's teetering over a cliff. He probably dies as soon as the, as the credits roll. So that's why Charlie Croker only gets to number eight on the list. But, you know, he's Michael Caine. He's just, he's just so suave and cool. And yeah. uh, he told them just to blow the bloody doors off, but they couldn't help it. It's Michael Caine. They had to blow the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, what do you think about this? And Dan, could Michael Caine, uh, do you think he might be visiting us in a moment? <laughs> I, I don't know if I could uh, remember that much about being in the Italian shop. Hello, I'm Michael Caine. Michael Caine? <laughs> wow, the Michael oh. Caine. The thing is, uh, your friend Dad, he, he got in touch with me beforehand. He had a premonition that uh-huh. I might be needed for some reason. He didn't know why, which is... Yeah. Kind of more yeah. amazing when you think about it. Is. It is. Well, thank you for providing that in-universe explanation for what is otherwise <laughs> not not necessary to go into the backstory of. But Elliot, <laughs> I am delighted. Thank you for thanking me. Uh, well, okay. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what what do you remember about the Italian job? Uh, what what drew drew you to the role of Charlie Croker? Well, of course, there were in these in these uh, in, the, in the script they talked about having these mini Coopers. These Mini Coopers, and I thought, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, I thought it was Winnie Cooper from uh, <laughs> the Wonder the Years, Wonder yeah, years. A, a television show that would be on a the television air many years show later. That, not, that was not extant <laughs> at the time, but I had read uh, uh, various treatments for it. Of course, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so it had been floating around. So you're saying by so you're well, saying the Italian Job, which is a movie from what the late '60s, mid '60s, that but at a TV show about that was about a child growing up in the '60s that had been floating was, around for a while. It was heavily rewritten. It was about <laughs> a young uh, lad's uh, experience as a, a the flapper era before. <laughs> oh, okay, and interesting. It, it just time shifted to the to the to the '60s over. Over many be rewrites. I mean, that makes sense because yeah, Italian Job came out in 1969. I'm looking up, but it makes sense that yeah, that would be a about someone in middle age looking back at their their day, their youth in the Roaring Twenties, and yet by the 80s when that movie when the show was finally made, then yeah, the uh, the character would have been yeah, quite elderly guess, at that point. I guess all the math checks out, guys. Why Michael Caine would be available and why he <laughs> mm-hmm. would be familiar at the Wonder Years? Okay, <laughs> yeah, well, well, and also well, with the Wonder Years, I imagine. <laughs> Everything about Vietnam and the Wonder Years was probably originally about the Great War. Uh, and Makes everything sense. about rock and roll was originally about jazz and ragtime. Mm-hmm. And everything that was about um, losing your virginity, well, that is eternal throughout all of human well, history. So that's uh, not, you know. Li- listen, yes? lads, now, uh, having, uh, having uh, explained everything logically and uh, with <laughs> no flaws whatsoever, I. Uh, I have to return to my home that uh, Jaws the Revenge uh, built for me, but it was always great to talk to you. Well, he had help. Um, Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) ta-ta. Oh, that was so great. That was so cool. Michael Caine's famous catchphrase, (laughs) ta-ta. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what he says, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't think we can top that, which is why we got to go to number seven on the list. That's right. Dan, I knew you knew this. Was, who do you think is going to be the next Charlie I, on the list? Just do a prediction. Uh, uh, the Charlie of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory fame, or Willy Wonka in movies. Is that it? Okay, and uh, and Stuart, well, what, who do you think it's going to be? Uh, 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 Charlie from The Truth About Charlie. <laughs> Okay, you're both half right. It's Charlie Allnut from The African Queen. That's oh. right. It's Humphrey Bogart's character. He's kind of a crusty, musty, sweaty, grimy uh, <laughs> riverboat uh, guy. In and Africa. he's all nuts. He's, well, he, except, well, Dan, we'll get, we'll get to that, actually. Okay, because sorry. why is he on the list? 
hey, if he's okay with Catherine Hepburn, he's okay with me. I've yeah, said it before, sure. I'll say it again. She's a queen among among everyone. Uh, Catherine Hepburn, just a just a huge favorite of mine. Uh, why number seven? We actually never see him eat any nuts, I don't believe. So mm. his last name is a lie. He actually has no nuts, zero nuts in the movie. I mean, I assume he well, has he two probably human has testicles. A of, yeah. But, but anyway, but Charlie Allnut, uh, you got to have uh, Humphrey Bogart on there uh, because of all his famous roles in, uh, in, uh, in you know, Stuff. the, uh, the <laughs> Maltese Franklin. And let's not forget uh, Casabianca. And uh, there's, uh, let's see, uh, the Big Sneak. The, the Big Sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what are some other uh, Humphrey Bogart movies? In a Let's lonely see, uh, place. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's uh, to have and have nuts. That one he does has not have nuts in. And uh, and of course, uh, let's not forget uh, uh, eat the devil. So anyway, have you have you uh, stopped st- naming nuts? <laughs> <laughs> no, and now we're naming and fake Serafina. versions of Humphrey Bogart movies. Yeah. Um, so I guess okay, but guys, uh, okay. There's another Charlie. You're probably mm-hmm. wondering, why hasn't he mentioned this Charlie yet? It seems like a pretty famous Charlie. Why hasn't he mentioned this Charlie? Okay, I'm getting to it. You know who this Charlie is? That's right. It's Charlie Gordon from the movie Charlie, uh, Cliff Robertson's oh, yeah. Academy yeah, Award-winning role. Uh, Cliff, again, uh, Charlie, why is he on the list? Well, you, you got to give him credit for his guts. He took an experimental drug that made him a genius, and then the drug wore off, and he never looked back, and you got to admire somebody who can roll with those punches. Why is he only at number six? Well, he was really mean when he turned smart. He turned into kind of a mean dude, and he's also not that good at working at a bakery, as you can see from the picture on the left. Yeah. Uh, Dan, can you describe that picture? What we're seeing there? Uh, well, he kind of looks like you know one of the characters in Ghostbusters at the very end of the movie, where they're covered in blown up marshmallow man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got like goo on top of his head. I don't know. I guess this is dough. I don't know why that'd be on top of his head. Let alone he's also sitting on. <laughs> A bigger bunch of goo that he's pulling up with his hands as if to say, why? Well, yeah, I, think, I, can't, I made this. I, can't, I, think it's, <laughs> I think it's a prank that his, uh, that the, his mean coworkers pulled on him. But right. it does look like – but it also looks like he took the, the dough and decided to make himself kind of a royal crown <laughs> and, uh, and royal robes to be kind of like a king of dough. Yeah. So like – He's uh, kind of got so the yeah. golem's hair. <laughs> <laughs> So he like, yeah, so as he got smarter, he became meaner and uh, he, did he get like cool like uh, cyberware powers and did he uh, hunt yeah. down? He does ride a motorcycle. Did he, uh, did he, he ride a is he trying board? to get revenge against the spaceship that didn't pick him up when he was marooned? <laughs> uh, basically, is he the hero from Star's My Destination? No, oh. he is not. He's not the hero of the Star's My Destination who, uh, yeah, similarly, similarly gets a an intelligence upgrade. Uh, no, but the uh, but that's okay, guys. That's the first half of the list. We went through eleven through six. Mm. We got a bunch more Charlies left to see. To, just to re- run through again: Le- number eleven, Charles Xavier. Sure. Number Ten, Charlie Kaufman. Number nine, Chucky. Eight, Charlie Croker. Seven, Charlie Allnut. Six, Charlie Gordon, aka Charlie. The name of the movie is Charlie. And before we get to number five, Dan, I believe we have a sponsor. Please tell me it's from someone named Charlie. Uh, uh-huh. no, well, our sponsor today is uh, Microdose Gummies, our show sponsored by Microdose Gummies, which deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Look, uh, uh, ideas but like this— But not too much good. Well, here's the thing. Ideas like this, some people are like, hey, what were you, what were you taking when you came up with that Charlie idea? And the thing is, you know, professional comedy writers rarely use the microdose gummies on the job, but they do use them after work to enjoy <laughs> podcasts about 
Charlie's. So if you want to enjoy podcasts about Charlie's, the silliness, maybe a microdose gummy would help you. Uh, uh, my personal experience is they taste good. They don't taste like uh, uh, some sort of uh, THC product. They just taste like a gummy, and uh, they feel great. They chill you out and help you wind down, and they're available nationwide. If you'd like to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code Flop, that's F-L-O-P, to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that is microdose.com, code Flop. Stuart, I believe you have a Jumbotron. I do have a Jumbotron. Calling on all fellow Max Funsters looking for an epic sci-fi tabletop role-playing adventure. Immerse yourself in a vast techno-magical galaxy full of aliens, mm. spacecraft, mystery, and danger within the Starfinder universe. Whether you're a first-time player, a veteran looking for a group, or already have one, Game Master Andrew has a seat at his virtual table for you. Andrew has over 13 years of experience and will run an inclusive, media-rich, collaborative adventure for you and your fellow party members. To watch an example session, find pricing details, and learn the advantages of using a professional GM, check out gmandrew.com. Well, well, well. Well, perhaps we'll do that. <laughs> Maybe perhaps. we will. Uh, Dan's going to just load up on micro gummies and log <laughs> right in and jack into the matrix. Yeah. And now a live reading from Rachel's poetry corner. Elephants, theremins, Clifton, Neopets, poor strips, Jepson, pine smell, jelly beans, goalie goals, skittles, squirrels, and the mole, celery chopsticks, pumpernickel, a case of you by Joni Mitchell. Lullabies, tie-dye, the more you know. All of these things on our wonderful show. All of these things and more wait for you on Wonderful every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Did your neighbor back into your car? Bring that case to Judge Judy. Think the mailman might be the real father? Give that one to Judge Mathis. But... Does your mom want you to flush her ashes down the toilet at Disney World when she passes away? Now that's my jurisdiction. Welcome to the court of Judge John Hodgman, where the people are real, the disputes are real, and the stakes are often unusual. If I got arrested for dumping your ashes in the Jungle Cruise, it would be an honor. I don't want to be part of somebody getting a super yacht. I don't know at what point you want to go into this, but we've had a worm bin before. Available free right now at MaximumFun.org. Judge John Hodgman, the court of last resort when your wife won't stop pretending to be a cat and knocking the clean laundry over. Those were some great sponsors, Dan. Are we ready to get back into the Charlie-verse? Let's get into the Charlie-verse. Let's see what Let's get back into us. the MCU. Charlie-verse. Right, I definitely have one Charlie. I need to be in the top half of this list, but I'm not going to say who until Elliot disappoints me. We'll see. I don't think it's going to be there, but maybe it will be. So this is the MCU, the movie Charlie universe. Uh, I just want to mention before we move off of Charlie Gordon that looking at the poster here, I forgot the screenplay is by Sterling Siliphant, who I've always liked to assume was just a silly elephant who wrote mm -hmm. screenplays yep. and said, this will be hilarious. That kind of thing. Okay, so that's a silly <laughs> elephant. Okay, guys. Okay, thanks. We're up to the first half of the list. This is where the really heavy hitters, the big 
Charlies are coming up. Mm -hmm. So get ready. Hold on to your pants. Or should I say, hold on to your candy? Because number five is Charlie Bucket. That's right. We did this earlier. It's Charlie Bucket from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I'm specifically saying the 1970s version, not the Johnny Depp one, which is a, you know, a movie that I know I saw it and I barely remember it. Uh, and I'm amazed. To, I was amazed the other day while doing research for this to find out that that movie is 17 years old when it feels like it hasn't what? even come out yet. I remember it so little. Anyway, uh, Willy Wonka, The Chocolate Factory. It's a great movie. We watch it a lot at home. Charlie Bucket, why is he on the list? Well, He's heir to the greatest candy company in the world, and I want free candy. So, Charlie Bucket, if you're listening to this, free candy, please. I mean, actually, I should correct that. Send me chocolate. I don't want yeah. no any fruit, of the candy. Please. <laughs> no, none at all. Don't send me like a big, a big candy mushroom with white glop cream in it that you scoop out with your hands. No, thank you. Or like a, or like a giant gummy bear that hangs from a tree. Don't want it. No thanks. Send me just chocolate, nothing fruit flavored. Okay, but why is Charlie Bucket on the list at number five? Why so low? He didn't really do that much to earn. Yeah. His, his gifted position. He's kind of like the top chef competitor who lays back and lets the other contestants knock themselves out trying really hard and occasionally failing, but he never produces anything bold or imaginative. That's right. I'm saying he's the Hosea Rosenberg of movie Charlies. Wow. Elliot, I'll, go, I'll do you one better. He's no better than the other kids. And he, it's because he drinks the damn fizzy lifting drink <laughs> in the movie version of the the story. Doesn't make any sense to me. Like, oh, I guess because he got to, he burped his way out of trouble he gets to make his way to the end and claim the prize, even though he too failed Mr. Wonka's test. And I would say every time, every time I try to burp my way out of trouble, I get thrown out of that apple piece. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The apple piece that Dan is outside of with a pile of pancakes. And I bump into Dan and then he gets mad (laughs) that I ruined his photo. (laughs) Yeah. So, but it's true. None of the other kids ever had a chance to give back that everlasting gobstopper and exactly. and and win the prize. And you know that Willy Wonka planned for Charlie to get his head chopped off in those blades. The way, the same way that <laughs> Violet Beauregard is dead. Let's just face it. Veruca Salt. She fell into the furnace. She's definitely dead. Uh, and Augustus Gloop. He drowned in chocolate. You know he's dead. What a and, way to go, uh, right? <laughs> and Mike TV. Not dead, but he is miniaturized. He's the mm-hmm. size of a troll doll. Like, yeah, so his life is effectively out. yeah. And you know that's not going to look good. I was I had a tweet about this recently that at the end of the book, there's a scene where all the kids come out and it's like, oh, they're okay. Mike TV's all stretched out and Violet Beauregard is still purple, but she's no longer the size of a berry and everything. But in the movie, it's just like, fuck it. Those kids are candy. Forget about them. You'll never see them again. Who cares? <laughs> Leave them behind you. So that's why Charlie Bucket's at number five. Charlie, try a little harder, okay? Talk about privilege. Anyway, so I'm real mad about him now. Why is he not at number 10? Anyway, uh... Let's go to number four before I get even angrier. Let's talk about somebody who did earn everything that they accomplished with no help from anybody else except for the fine people at Federal Express. That's right. It's number four, Chuck Noland from Castaway. Tom <laughs> Hanks' yeah. beloved character of Chuck Noland. We all know his name. He's, his Ugh. name is Chuck Noland. Everyone's the famous name. It's <laughs> not Castaway. It's Chuck <laughs> Noland. Everyone, everyone's like, did you see that movie Chuck Noland? And I'm like, you mean Castaway? Uh, and so why is he on the list? Talk about a guy who can do everything. Make fire, spear a fish, home mm-hmm. dentistry with an ice skate. He is the bet he's just the best all around Charlie when it comes to skills. Why is he on at number four? Look, it's a tough competition. Maybe he would have made it farther if he hadn't insisted on bringing that gross, filthy volleyball with him everywhere. It's off-putting. It's just not. It's not nice. It's not okay. Uh, it's weird. Guys, what do you think about Chuck Noland 
in Castaway. You're looking at a picture of Tom Hanks right there. He's in great shape, long beard. He looks like Charlton Heston at the end of Planet of the Apes. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ideal body. I, <laughs> you know, guys, I gotta, I gotta admit to something. I've never seen Castaway. <laughs> Oh, Castaway is I haven't seen it in years. I think it's a I think it's a good movie. It's like if you're gonna see a movie about a guy on a deserted island, that this is the movie to see. I'm you know? sure. I just for whatever reason I, I I missed it when it first came around and then I just never was like, fuck it, I'm I wanna watch Castaway. <laughs> I understand that. And and it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, so you know that eventually he's gonna do a remake where Tom Hanks has motion capture Bobby Z. spots all over him, and it's just gonna be a CGI guy on a CGI desert desert island with a CGI volleyball. Dan, what's your opinion about Castaway and Chuck Noland? Are you surprised he's so high on the list? Number well, four. I, Keep no, in mind it's Tom Hanks. I mean, look. Tom Hanks, America's dad, the one competent man left in the world. Uh, we've dreamed him up for movies, but he exists. He went, he went from being, it's, you look at Tom Hanks, he went from being America's wacky, lovable son yeah. to America's like older brother to America's dad. And someday he's going to be America's grandpa and then America's ghost. And we're going to love him every step of the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he's already kind of America's grandpa. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, he is. He probably is a grandpa. He's now, it's, and, and I imagine of all he's people. He's Colonel Tony Parker. Because because the highest yeah, compliment that's true he is the Colonel most Tom lovable Parker. grandpa of all the <laughs> snowman himself Colonel Tom Parker <laughs> the, the highest compliment I, I said once the highest compliment that American can bestow on you is to have Tom Hanks play you in a movie and the worst insult is to have Al Pacino play you in an HBO original movie that, yeah. that's that's when you know you're really you're truly one of the dregs of society uh-huh. but Dan what were you gonna say about T Hanks. Oh, I mean, like he's you know the consummate professional. He delivers a, a a package, albeit you know four years late. But that's not his fault. Uh, <laughs> he got the job done. And usually, people say that a man who does his own dentistry has a fool for a dentist. But this man, I think you know, handled <laughs> that, that himself well. That is a famous well. saying. Yeah, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky fa- said, it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, you miss a hundred percent of the teeth, you don't hit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. So yeah, he's he's uh, anyway. That's why he's at number four. You can't you can't get any better than Chuck Nolan's, or can you? Because he's number four. It's yeah. time to go into number three. Theoretically, you can. Any, any other predictions? You guys have any other predictions for what the next Charlie is? Uh, have you? Is there anyone that you're missing, Stuart? Yeah, he hasn't said uh, Charlie from the Critters franchise. <laughs> Stuart, <laughs> that could be the next one. Survey, show me Charles Charlie from the Critters franchise. Oh no, it's Charles Foster Kane. Oh. I'm so sorry, Stuart. <laughs> so wow, similar. number three. three. Charles, Charles Foster, Foster Kane isn't a like a uh, like a local yokel who becomes an alien <laughs> bounty hunter, right? <laughs> no, he's a local yokel kid who becomes a millionaire, and the power goes to his head, and he eventually becomes a recluse who just lives in a in a castle with a with a menagerie around him. So close, yeah, very similar. close. Uh, it, so Charles Foster Kane, why is he on the list? He's so charismatic. That he's so historically important. And he built an opera house. And how how many of us can say we built an opera house in our lives? Dan? Uh, Fitzcarraldo probably could say it. Uh, but, barely. Uh, he tried to pull He tried to pull a <laughs> boat over a mountain, and it did yeah. not work. So yeah. Fitzcarraldo, sorry, sit down. Yeah, Fitzcarraldo. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I want to do it. Fitzcarraldo, yeah. <laughs> I would. I want to do it. I wanted to do it, David Spade style. I go. Uh, everyone who, <laughs> everyone who built an opera house, take one step forward. Not so fast, Fitzcarraldo. <laughs> uh, I, I know. I didn't build an opera house. Sure, did he do it for the wrong reasons? Possibly, he was trying to create an opera career for his second wife, uh, Susan sure. Alexander Kane, who was not not a great singer. Uh, but 
Look, it, it's a great movie. Uh, it's in deep focus. Why is he at number three? You I know, know. I know why he's at number three because Orson Welles was in the fucking third man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great reason and I'll go with it it wasn't my original reason but yeah it's <laughs> perfect and because Orson Welles was the third man I and know. he's Susan Kane. yeah and that's yeah. also why uh, Charles Foster Kane is is my evilest touch I just want oh. to point out that if everybody who's listening just thought I was a dummy who liked critters I also know the third man <laughs> duh <laughs> Stuart knows two things he knows 80s monster gross-out movies, yeah. and he knows zither soundtracks. He's That's not right. just a hot piece of beef, this guy. No. <laughs> he also knows his post-war noir. His post-war Vienna set noir. Okay, guys. Uh, also, I, I want to say to him every time I watch the movie, Charles Foster Kane, if you want a sled, just go out of the, go down to the basement and get it. Come on, yeah. guy. You can go sledding. No one's yeah. going to make fun of you. You're rich. Okay, number two. Guys, this is going to be a shocking upset. I'm looking at the results here. Mm. I don't know how the audience is going to take this. We actually have a tie for number two. Who could have foreseen it coming? That's right. Charlie <laughs> and Uncle Charlie from the movie Shadow of a Doubt. That's right. It's, it's uh, hold on. It's Charlotte, Charlie Newton, and uh -huh. Uncle Charlie Oakley. Of course, uh, Charlotte is Charlie, uh, Teresa Wright, and Uncle Charlie is her uncle. Uh, Joseph why are they Cotton, on the list? also Citizen Kane fame. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's that's right. It's a Citizen Kane twofer, number three and number two, except only one of them is a character for Citizen Kane. Uh, why is why then the list? Well, they're the stars of my second favorite movie, Shadow of a Doubt. First favorite movie, everybody knows it. Taking a Pelham one two three. My second favorite movie is Shadow of a Doubt. I made my wife go with me to the shooting locations because they're in Santa Rosa, California, near her hometown. Yeah, and, and uh, how'd she like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I th it was early enough in the relationship that she found it charming. Now I think she would she would be annoyed by it, sure. uh, especially because we'd have to bring the kids with us. Uh, and of course, my number three favorite movie, The Miracle of Morgan's Creek. I don't think has anyone named Charlie in it, so it was ineligible for this competition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for your Morgan's list. <laughs> oh, oh, it's top, it's, top. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. What else do then, you got uh, for that? Like, uh, well, there's. Uh, did you hear about the Morgans? That's mm -hmm. got to be on there. Mm -hmm. um, and who can forget? Um, there's that. Uh, Oh, something Morgan. It's like a, it's like a, it's a, a teen movie from like the eighties or nineties. What am I thinking of? Probably. Uh, OJ and Stiggs. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of OJ and Stiggs. <laughs> <laughs> or is it, oh, is that the name of the movie or is it something else? I forgot. M Morgan Stewart's coming home starring John Cryer. That's what <laughs> I, I was thinking of. That one. So why was he coming home? Why was it such a big deal? Uh, let's see. It says and was a, this before or after, after Roxy Carmichael was welcomed home? <laughs> <laughs> According to IMDb, the plot of this is a free spirited teenager attempts to get back in touch with his overly conservative parents after returning home from years away at a boarding school. Oh, and I'm remembering just now it's O.C. and Stiggs. O.J. and Stiggs is, of course, O.J. Simpson when he was briefly going to star in that movie. <laughs> briefly friends with Stiggs. Yeah. The other character from <laughs> everyone, that everyone, film. And that's what really drove him, drove O.J. to the wrong, to the, down the wrong side of the tracks was it was Stiggs. Yeah. So, is uh, the, wait, the creek is number one in your Morgan's presentation. From the yes, creek yes, from, the okay. creek itself. The and creek then, and from So, it managed Morgan's to beat creek. out uh, Helen Mirren as uh, Morgana from Excalibur. <laughs> She's, that's number two. Number three, of course, is uh, the whatever one Dan just mentioned. Uh, <laughs> There's a movie called Girl Slaves of Morgana Le Fay. Mm. I, I don't know how oh, that would play. It's probably good. just out no, of competition. Not so, I mean, we, there's already one Morgana Le Fay on the, yeah. on the list that's Helen Mirren and Excalibur. So anyway, why are Charlie and Uncle Charlie on here? Well, it's my second favorite movie. They've got a telepathic uncle-niece connection, which that goes without saying. It's pretty amazing in my book. Why are they not in the top spot? Well, 
We've seen it so many times in this kind of competition, lack of teamwork. Uh, after Charlie learns that Uncle Charlie is a murderer, he tries to kill her a couple times. That's not the way to win, folks. You gotta, you gotta work together. Look, you gotta be uniters, not dividers. This America, we've got enough problems. Let's not go killing our nieces just because they found out that we are the Merry Widow murderer. Spoilers for the movie Shadow of a Doubt. You should yeah. still watch it. It's an amazing movie. Thornton Wilder worked on the screenplay. Come on, everybody. One of, one of America's greatest playwrights. Maybe the greatest. That's a controversial statement. So let's move on to number one. Guys, who <laughs> mm-hmm. could be at the number one spot? What Charlie in the movies could be? And again, and Stuart, I hate to burst your bubble. It's not Charlie from- It's not Charlie from Critters Franchise. Is it restricted to bullshit. Ca- character names? Like not actor names? It is only character names. That's why mm. Charlie Chaplin's not on the uh, list. Yeah, no, Other, okay. Otherwise, now, I mean, knowing Elliot's problems, taste, you know, it might be Dane Cook from the movie Good Luck Chuck. <laughs> that's a that's a huge a huge guess. That is, of course, my zero's uh. favorite movie above taking Pelham one two three. Uh, it, could it, be, Brown? it could be. Is it Charlie Brown from a boy named Charlie Brown? Oh, that's a Dan, good one. It's Charlie Brown from Race for Your Life. Charlie Brown. Oh, okay. It's the same Charlie Brown. It's okay. Yeah, but, I know. But, wow, Dan, Dan got so bummed. Dan, Dan, so, well, you know, Dan when I said it's Charlie Brown, he started pumping his fist. And then when I said from Race and, for Your Life, Charlie Brown, he lowered his fist. Well, his a, it's a he lesser. got up and he started doing that weird sideways <laughs> dance that the kids do in Peanuts cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just feel Dan, like it's a lesser you, iteration of the character, but but Dan, you know, I thought you'd be ex- I thought you'd be excited, but I didn't realize I would ruin your day by choosing the wrong <laughs> Charlie Brown movie. <laughs> Please forgive me. Uh, why did I choose Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown? Dan, I've got a good reason. It was the one I could find the best high res image of to put oh, on the okay. slide. So if, if you want I, it to, if you want it to be from a boy named Charlie Brown, go. Can I talk about the fact that so they're about to like the poster has the Peanuts gang is about to go over a waterfall. And yes. Charlie Brown is yelling out, and his word balloon, what he's yelling out is, it's my new wilderness adventure. The entire Peanuts gang faces everything. Peanuts from, in quotes. <laughs> the entire pe- Peanuts gang faces everything <laughs> from bullies to rampaging rapids. Quote, good grief, will you have fun? So in his last m- moments, Charlie Brown wants to promote his, his <laughs> gotta push latest that product. film. Yeah, gotta put all, a- ABH always be hustling. You know, mm-hmm. gotta got it out there. You'll notice also that Snoopy does not seem in, in <laughs> at all bothered. He's about yeah. to go for a waterfall. And you know, yeah. yeah, Charlie Brown is really the model for the modern grind set. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. Yeah, always, he's always hustling. Working. Always hustling. Uh, and why is he on the why is he on the list? Come on, he's iconic. <clears throat> yeah. He loves animals. He's got a great shirt. Cool uh, he's hairstyle. not afraid to just and he's not afraid to just tell the universe what he wants. He he never gives up. Uh you got to admire a boy who can manage his dog to being the mascot of an entire insurance company. Again, I've never built an opera house. My dog was never the mascot of an insurance company and I tried. I Lord how I tried. And so uh that's He's got to be the number one Charlie. Dan, tell us a little bit about your relationship with Charlie Brown and uh, talk to us about a boy named Charlie Brown. Why not? Why is that well, the better of the two? I, uh, I mean, Charlie Brown, I feel— Defend your defend your disappointment, Dan. Come on. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's any surprise that I, I feel a certain personal connection to Charlie Brown, both uh, because I am a fan of comics, but specifically old— uh, you, you know, newspaper strips done by people who have long since passed. Um, 
And, but also, yeah, that's why you're you're always you're, he's always texting me pictures he took of Barney Google comics, and he's like, check out what the Goog got up to this time. Great googly woogly, this Goog is goofing uh-huh. good. I'm, and the number the number of times when Dan and I've been I, I've been like, Dan, what's wrong? You seem really down. And he's like, Ugh. I was just thinking how the strip went Dan downhill once Snuffy Smith took over, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but I mean, that happened, Dan. That happened like a hundred years ago. Why are you mad about it now? But <laughs> Nancy, I go. liked it better when it was was Fritzy Ritz, <laughs> a flapper. Now, now, Stuart, what are your thoughts about Charlie Brown at number one? Are you surprised? Are you excited? Do you feel like belief I mean, is possible now? I obviously, I think my thoughts on who should have been on this list have been made pretty clear <laughs> based on what I've already said. However, I feel like. Charlie from the Critters franchise has a lot in common with Charlie Brown. They're both kind of lovable losers who keep trying and they keep hoping for something better. Uh, And Charlie Brown's iconic, even though as a kid, when I would read uh, Peanuts comics, I was mainly looking forward to uh, the more Snoopy forward stuff, Red Baron, Mm -hmm. uh, or uh, the occasional appearance of Joe Cool. (laughs) I mean, which is Snoopy. It's just, that's Snoopy. What? Uh, I hate to break it to you the same the same way that uh some I had to break but it no, to someone. But no, he's wearing like that, sun, he, he it's a dog with sunglasses on. Snoopy doesn't have sunglasses. No, I, I, yeah. I, Stuart, I know I, you're shocked. Uh, Snoopy can occasionally put on sunglasses uh, to become his alter ego. It's I recently had to but explain to Joe someone. Cool this wears. is true. <laughs> this is this is this is true. I recently had to explain to a coworker that Steve Urkel and Stefan Urkel were the same character. <laughs> really. Yeah, they thought that it was like his cool cousin or something like that. And they're like, they couldn't come up with another name. It's the same, look, it's the same guy. I mean, I'm, cool machine. I, I'm assuming, though, that this is a person who had heard about these Family Matters characters, you know, like second or third hand rather than someone who had seen Family Matters and been confused. Dan, Dan, I shouldn't be saying this in public. It was Jaleel White. That I was talking to. Wow. wow. <laughs> if anyone should know. If anyone. I wonder, yeah. do you think do you think Snoopy had to go into Urkel's cool machine to come out as Joe Cool? Or was it yeah. just that he was when he put on the sunglasses, that cool part of him just came out, you know? Actually, yeah, professor style. It's yeah, it's it's tough. I, I mean, I think, yeah, that it's some kind of like a magical fetter or something that uh like a talisman that allows him to to kind of change uh shape and charisma, all these things. <laughs> Yeah. What's amazing is that Snoopy could act so cool when the sunglasses were showing him that everyone except Charlie Brown was an alien. I and know. that all their houses were plastered with signs that said consume, I know. obey, Ugh. all that kind of stuff. You, you know, know that Marcy and, and Sally were both I've, were all were both uh, agents from the from the aliens that were taken over. Yeah, eventually anyone who understands what we're talking about will die. Dan, it's, well, that's, I mean, we're all going to die true eventually, That's true of anybody, but I feel like Hopefully our number one Based fan, John Carpenter, who's listening, will never die. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully not. I, I, I'll never forget his movie, They Live, Charlie Brown, which was just, <laughs> just, just so much fun. <laughs> now I want someone, fan, some fan out there, please make me some kind of image for They Live, Charlie Brown. <laughs> it's, it's, it can be Snoopy trying to get Charlie Brown to put on those sunglasses, uh-huh. and they've got a long fight. It could be, uh, it could, be, it could be uh, Schroeder as the as the homeless guy turned rich man at the end, who's trying to convince Charlie Brown to join up with the aliens. Uh-huh. It could be anything. Just, just yeah, go Lucy for it. Yeah. as an alien holding the football. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, Linus I, is is the alien having sex with the lady, going, "What's wrong, baby?" At the very end. <laughs> See, now I had to come up with, uh, I had to look up uh, uh, movie titles that start with It's for Charlie Brown. It's a mad, mad, mad world, Charlie Brown. 
It's uh-huh. Alive, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great, uh, yeah. It's Such a Beautiful Day, Charlie Brown, of course. It's a Wonderful Life, Charlie Brown. There that you is go. kind of what Charlie Brown, I mean, that's, if there's any character who is Charlie Brown in the movies, though, it's Jimmy Stewart and It's a Wonderful yeah. Life. So. It's all gone Pete Tong, Charlie Brown. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> and, yeah. and then, of course, there's also It's the Great Pumpkin, Roxy it, Carmichael. It's a gift, which is Charlie yeah. Brown. It's a gift, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Charlie Brown's just like staring at a, like a, a wrapped box on the cover. And, and I don't know, Frida has to explain. It's a gift, Charlie Brown. He's never got one because he's, you know, no. shunned. It follows Charlie Brown. <laughs> it follows Charlie Brown. Ooh. Uh-oh. And then, of course, just It Part 2, Charlie Brown, which yeah. is a confusing title. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, Dan, what were you saying? Do you have another? Oh it no, I was just imagining. You know, that's just someone showing <laughs> it to Charlie Brown. There's got to be again. There's got to be a Charlie Brown it mashup where the kids in that movie are Charlie Brown. It's got. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they even, yeah. It's uh, don't they hit him with a baseball bat at the end and everything? Like that's <sighs> Charlie Brown's all about baseball. I mean, the uh, internet's too big for that not to be a thing. Yeah, the internet's too big. <clears throat> there's there's room enough on the internet for both. The it Charlie Brown and the they live Charlie Brown to coexist. I'm sure yeah. that now that you, dear listener, are listening to us talk about this shit, your Facebook algorithm is going to suggest T-shirts that are mashups of it and Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us on this uh, amazing tour of movie Charlies, the 11 best movie Charlies. Uh, I want to give a special thanks to my nephew, Charlie. Happy birthday. Of course, he is in England, so by the time we're... Recording this, it's actually the day after his birthday, since we're recording yeah. this at night. So, sorry for being a day. And of course, this will be released several days after his birthday. So, but uh-huh. you know, they may be in the middle of their, uh, you know, uh, post-birthday blues, and this will cheer up Charlie. I mean, I, oh, that's very sweet of you. That's that's a good, yeah, that's a good reference uh, mm-hmm. to the to the song. He is way too long, young to listen to this. He shouldn't okay. be listening. He doesn't. Don't, he hasn't even seen Critters yet. Him. I don't want to spoil anything yeah, for yeah. him. Uh, uh, but thanks to you, the listener, for listening. We are, of course, a product of the Max Fun Network. There's lots of great shows on the Max Fun Network. Go listen to them. Why not become a pledger if you want? You don't have to wait till Max Fun Drive. You could do it right now if you want to. I also want to thank our editor, Alex Smith, aka Howell Dotty, uh, and go check out his Fast Track podcast. Uh, it's super fun. And um, Dan, do we have anything else that we usually no? That's promote about it. Or people to thank. All right. Yeah. Uh, until then, until then, I haven't even said what we're doing. We'll be back <laughs> next week. We'll be back next week with a, a quote regular unquote episode of the Flop House, where we'll be talking about another Shocktober horror classic question mark. Until then, now until then makes sense. Now that I've said a thing that's happening yeah. in the future. Until then, I've been your special driver for tonight, Elliot Kalen. I've been your baby driver for tonight, Dan McCoy. And I've been your drive angry, Stuart Wellington. <laughs> I thought you were going to be our mini driver. I apologize, everyone at home. You did not get a mini driver this episode. Sorry. Maybe another time. <laughs> Thanks for listening and happy birthday, Charlie. Goodbye. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.